What is up? Welcome back to the 3C Podcast. I'm your host, Brett McGrath. It's Monday, and you know what that means. We got our final installment of our mini-series, Using Community to Launch a B2B MarTech Company. This time, we're talking about how to treat launch day and keeping momentum alive indefinitely. It's all about the buildup, then you got the launch, and then what happens next. I got Jonathan on the pod. We're talking about it, unpacking it, hopefully giving you some insight that'll help you if you are shipping, creating, publishing, building, whatever it is. If you're putting something out there, hopefully this episode and the rest of the episodes that were in front of it can help you out. If you like what I'm doing, hit the subscribe button, leave a review. Would you be so kind? Also, go to thejuicehq.com. Start enjoying a frictionless content experience in B2B today. Without further ado, let's kick it to the conversation. What is up? Welcome back to the final episode of the mini-series, Using Community to Launch a B2B MarTech Company. I was just remarking to Jonathan before we hopped on, I cannot believe we're at the end of this series. If you're listening to this series in real time on the 3C podcast, or I guess not in real time, a week later after we record these, thanks for being a part of it. Also, if you're listening to this on Flip My Funnel, welcome. Um, We are excited to be sharing some insights and things that we've been going through as we are launching our brand new company, The Juice. So today we're kind of rounding it out. A big theme that we've been talking about is just momentum. So obviously we don't want our momentum to die. So we're going to talk a little bit about how we're thinking about that. And we're going to get kind of down in the weeds on our launch day. And we've talked about kind of leading up to it and the momentum, but we're going to kind of dig in and talk about some things that we are doing. Without further ado, welcome to the mini series episode number five, Jonathan. Thanks, Brett. Excited to uh, round out the series. It's been a lot of fun. Some some consistent themes throughout, which has been great. We're learning a lot in real time and sharing those stories with, with the audience here. So thanks for having me and excited to chat today. Yeah. So I think before we dive into the topic at hand, maybe um, something that that's relatable to the audience and other, you know, aspiring, crazy, I would say early stage operators would be just like the priorities and the amount of things that are going on. And I don't know how you feel, but I certainly feel that ever since our product went live, there is infinite possibilities and the level activity, although it was, it's very, it was very high before from my own personal use case, now it it seems like it's even more accelerated. So maybe share some thoughts on just like the volume of work as we're trying to gain exposure, gain adoption, win new customers. Um, Like how are you at fundraise? I guess that's a, that's one I should throw out that I know you're taking ownership of. Like, how are you thinking about all of those things that are going on? And that's not even the half of it. It's fun. You know, that's that's what we signed up for at this stage. If if I wanted to be, you know, really, really deeply focused on one, you know, very small piece of a business, I wouldn't uh, be at an eight person business. So, so partially uh, I have to appreciate it. Right. Uh, and I do. I like this stage because every decision we make, every conversation we have has consequence. And to me, that's exciting. I want it to have a tangible impact. 
I want to hire people who have a bias for action and make things happen in real time. People that can make decisions with confidence, share context, but make the decision on their own. Again, it's what we signed up for. I will say when we transitioned from you know product being a vision to product being live, it was jarring, but in a very like good way. I think for we had all aligned on a vision and you're talking about the vision for so long. We did a lot of prep work. We knew when the product was launching. Uh, we knew how it was launching. We knew the timeline. We knew we would start talking about reality. But honestly, it, it still kind of was, was very jarring. Uh, and, and again, in a good way, but we received so much positive feedback so quickly. We all love our product. We all had our own aha moments with our product that I think got us all very excited about the opportunities. I think we all of a sudden all felt this kind of desire to start raising our hand and thinking about how we can use our product. How can we get it in front of more people? How can we grow the members? How can we grow the business side? Uh, And so it's been really exciting. I think now the challenge is keeping the team aligned, keeping the right priorities at the right time, You know, keep the main thing, the main thing. And uh, that's a challenge, but it's a good challenge to have. It's the growth challenge that uh, so many businesses at this stage have. And so it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. We have we have the team to make it all happen. I would love to know how, if you have picked up on this through all of the interactions and conversations with our internal team, and this is going to be a segue into talking about internal team, building a plan for launch, but have you picked up on just like the different lenses that each individual team member is looking at our product and recommendations or feedback based on areas where we might be able to improve it. I know just in my observations, like I look, I hear Elena and she is like 100% committed to the user experience of the members on the platform and making sure that like, you know, they have a good experience. They're coming back for more and we're tracking it and we're getting feedback and we've got everything set up to track it. Obviously, Eric and Tony are doing their thing, building out the platform and making it what it is today. Um, you've got obviously Kate and Kat on the new business, existing customer side, thinking about it. I found myself looking at it from the lens of like the brand page owner or the person that would go in and purchase the juice. With all of that, there's a lot of opinions, a lot of maybe competing, conflicting mindsets. We don't really know what we don't know. Um, how are you kind of as the leader of the business, like managing that, getting feedback, getting voices heard, and then like figuring out how do you infuse the right kind of feedback into the platform to push us to that next level. That's part of why I'm having so much fun right now at this stage, I think, is because the team, it won't always be this way, but we are selling into the sales and marketing space. That's who we are selling uh, subscription to. That's who we are trying to get to sign up for our platform. And it just so happens we have an awesome team of sales and marketers. So we all get to look at it through our own lens. I like the word that you use, lens, because I think we all have the same vision, but we're looking at it from a slightly different perspective, which creates some really, really healthy conversations. And I've referenced it several times internally, honestly, some really, really healthy tension as well, right? What's best for the consumer isn't always best for the brand and vice versa. That said, you know, we'll have to make decisions when... Uh, one or the other is prioritized. And I think this is something I'm trying to always balance as well. You know, we talk a lot about, well, do we prioritize the content consumer or the content marketer? And I think sometimes we 
are all again looking at that through our own lens and it becomes a very binary or very polar decision right it's either consumer or marketer well it's not always that that's i think something i'm trying to give myself a little bit of understanding of as well is that there, there's more nuance to that you know it doesn't always have to be that that polar or that binary yeah. how do we blend the two so that's why um again i'm having so much fun the team all brings their own like sales and marketing expertise to the table they're able to use the product for their own use cases which is really cool as well and then on the on the product side we have people who obviously aren't sales and marketers but uh, they're content consumers, right? And they really despise the current B2B content consumption experience. So they're very passionate about let's remove all friction wherever we can. And our product, uh, th- that comes through in our product when people use it. And so again, the team will grow, You know, we'll get more nuanced and roles and definitions of roles and who owns what perspective and what lens. But right now we all have that same big vision and we all get to look at it through our own lens. And then we get to have healthy debate and healthy conversations. And then we add new people to the mix to get their view from another lens. And we got to shout out John. We, we had a new uh, hire this week um, focused in on product design. So I think that's exciting. Get some new blood in, new perspective. Maybe we dive into just the launch prep planning, kind of getting into the weeds on just like the how we are doing what we're doing. I think I'll take it from the planning perspective and everyone's been involved in the planning of our launch and everyone is taking ownership of different pieces, which I think is really, really important. Just as a marketer, I've in the past, I've had this mindset of like, let me just kind of grab a hold of everything and then, you know, delegate maybe some stuff out, but not all stuff out. But I think just what I've learned just in the way we do business, it's kind of like, let's collaborate, let's have conversations, let's delegate and make everyone kind of a part of it. So I think just first and foremost, when we started on this journey of like, all right, we have given early access. Now let's focus all of our energy on launching the business. One of the first things that I started to do was like, all right, let's build the plan. Let's think about messaging, how we do it, tactics, events, content, communication, all of these things wrapped up and let's present the plan and get feedback and then begin to delegate things to different owners within the business in order to help bring this company launch to life. So maybe share some perspective just on like, I think oftentimes in B2B, like this stuff kind of gets glossed over. You just kind of see the output and the end result where I think like the figuring out and sharing kind of the method to the madness and when it is company launch day and stuff does start happening, uh, people have some insight and mindset to help them out when they're thinking about shipping, creating new content, shipping new product, launching a new company. So I guess maybe start there, share some perspective on just like the coordination internally and communicating and delegating and all that fun stuff. We knew going into this process that we would get support from High Alpha, the venture studio we're being born out of, uh, and they do an awesome job of launching businesses. I think we're going to be close to, if not the 30th business that they have launched, which is crazy, right? They've got it down to a science. And we in the you know MarTech tech 
in the B2B SaaS community have seen almost all of those high alpha announcements. And it is, you know, you get the press release, you get the social mentions, you get some third party mentions, you get the emails, like, and we saw that. And so we knew you and I and the rest of the team, when we sat down and started thinking about launch, okay, we're going to get that. We're marketers. How do we drive something that is bigger and even more like incremental on top of all the awesome efforts that High Alpha does, which is tough to do because they, they execute at a high level. So when you start layering on top of that, the standards get very high very quickly. So we started thinking through that. So I, I think that kind of came in two different pieces. One was I always call it rolling thunder. I think that's uh, maybe a, a term I've stolen from our early days at Exact Target around connections in our event. Something that I've used throughout my career is like, okay, beyond that day, how do we turn this into an event that has some rolling thunder, that has a preview kind of going into it, uh, some follow-up items after it that really keeps it from being just a splash in the pan. That's not the right thing. <laughs> uh, what's, the, what's the phrase I'm looking for there? Fl- flash in the flash pan? In the pan. <laughs> not a splash in the pan, man. We boiling water? What are we doing here? I use rolling thunder and then I say splash in the pan. Um, anyway, so the rolling thunder kind of leading up to and post post day of. So, so we're really excited about all the work we're doing on that. This podcast is a great example of that. And that's, again, a technique we've we've adopted from our past. I think the other piece that we're trying to do incremental is the community side, right? Um, You and the team have done a great job of building community, finding people who believe in our vision, who the vision resonates with, and helping them kind of share that with their own network. So community is, it's people we've collaborated with on content, it's customers, it's prospects that have said, we think what you're doing is really cool, now's not the right time for us, but let us know how we can support you. It's media. It's our own networks. How do we activate all these different communities around our launch event? And that doesn't mean just like, you know, what's in it for us is like, Hey, can you go promote this? But truly what's in it for them? You know, how can they promote their content on the platform? How can they find content on the platform that helps them in their day to day? And ultimately that'll, you know, benefit us as well. But we, we again, have this unique ability to use our product through several different lenses um, we've got several different communities that can use it. So uh, I think it's a combination of that rolling thunder and then activating the different communities or stakeholders around our business. Yeah. So we're going to get into themes. And I think the good segue, like one of the themes is make it a we thing. And I think by make it a we thing, when I kind of was thinking about our launch plan direction and what we were doing, I just kind of reflected back. And this was a part of the last conversation, but it like it, it all kind of lines up of like, Jonathan, when Jonathan was working on the business in isolation, he chose not to be isolated by, even though he was the only person on the team to have conversations with people that were potential members, potential uh, customers of the platform to gain feedback. I came in, started having conversations and really viewed it as an opportunity to learn about our future customer, their mindset, because it had been a long time since I had been in the uh B2B MarTech space. And so that led to content collaboration opportunities and helped us build and develop our our brand early. And I think it helped us level up early. And so as I was thinking about themes, this idea of community definitely made a lot of sense to me. Um, But I think something that was maybe new to me midway through the process was when I was saying it make it a we thing, I was thinking about the community of partners that we engage with along the way. But then I also like midway through us, like make it a we thing 
by our people and making sure everyone internally is on the same page with what we're doing and why we're doing it. And obviously we've got team meetings, Slack communications, things that can help accelerate and uh, make sure the communication is there and we're on the same page. But like, I think that's been kind of the big thing for me in going through this is just, yes, we have stakeholders that are outside of the business, but probably what's most important are our stakeholders within the business. And that's our small but mighty team right now. And getting them involved and getting them excited about what we're doing, because if they're not excited about what we're doing, then how are we to expect kind of the rest of the world is? Yeah. It's, I mentioned earlier, like those aha moments, I think as soon as our product went live kind of behind the scenes and we all started using it, like we all kind of had that like aha moment of like, Oh shit, this is really cool. Like this is going to actually help me do my job. And I, you know, I, I can give an example. I just um, had one myself as you, you mentioned earlier, we're getting ready to go into this fundraising process. I was talking to our finance partners at high alpha. I was like, Hey, do you have any like great examples of, of pitch decks that in the past that uh, could serve as some inspiration? And they said, yeah, like we'll go see what we have. And I was like, wait a second, what am I doing? Like we have an entire platform that probably has pitch deck resources. So I, I type in pitch deck to the search. Uh, you know, that replaced what I would typically go to Google for. And I know that would be a rabbit hole and a mess. And so all of a sudden I had, you know, pitch deck templates from some brands I really respect. High Alpha's own blog post on pitch decks came right up. Um, and now I've got this great list of resources to go through and be able to actually use. So like, how do we, and like, that's really exciting to me, right? Like I obviously take a lot of pride in it as it's our, our platform and our product, but like, how do we share those like aha moments with our community? And so I think we all have them. And I think we, uh, that's what we're trying to do is kind of bundle up those moments and make sure that our audience even knows those opportunities are available to them. Cause we even watched then during VIP feedback that, uh, as, as we prompted people through the product, they all had that as well. The, Oh, that's really cool. Or wait, I can do that. Um, uh, moments as, as they were clicking through the product. So, so we want, like we want other, we want to bring that joy or that inspiration to other people in the B2B content space and a space that is so often just kind of dry and archaic for lack of a better term, at least in, in software years and months. So I don't know if that answers your question specifically, but like, I just, I, I get so excited around those aha moments for us as a team that I think we're just trying to find ways to share those with our community. Yeah. So, uh, makes a ton of sense to me. And you, you mentioned like the rabbit holes and like the pain of that. And, you know, as you were talking, I was thinking about something that I've been calling it like the, from a, a brand perspective, the ancient infrastructure that marketers are stuck in and marketers are trying to break through and the marketers that I'm talking with are breaking through. And, and so that, that like leads into kind of that one of the other themes. Um, and that's like spotlight the enemy. I think, one of the things that we have done throughout this process from, you know, you being the first one to the team growing to being where we are now as we record this podcast is really like a day doesn't go by that uh, I don't hear us internally talking about it. Uh, I'm not publishing something against it, um, but just like hitting this drumbeat of this me-centered marketer and this out-of-date marketer that's running the playbook that's they probably should have quit run, running five years ago, but are still running today. 
And so what we've developed with kind of the juice is just this new way of thinking, this new way of delivering content, um, empowering content marketers to think differently and break through. And as I have conversations with the market, like whenever I bring up the old way of doing things, whether it's, you know, forms, whether it's, you know, shitty blog posts that are just optimized for keywords, you know, overly uh, reliance on KPIs and attribution tracking um, and getting lost in that and not serving the customer and providing value. Like that's where the market really gets excited. And that's when it gets me excited about what we're building and what we're doing. So maybe like your mindset, we've been very loud. We will be even louder about the enemies that we're fighting, but how important do you think that's been in order for us to to gain some early traction and in alignment with different stakeholders outside of our own business. I think it's really important, especially pre-product when you know you don't have kind of your own thing to show off. All right, well then who can we all like rally against together, right? So I think that was important early on. I always say every superhero needs a villain. And I think it's important that it's the same villain, right? Like we can, there's a bunch of different things we can solve for, but what's the one thing that we're, we're going up against? You mentioned the me-centered marketer. I think like, you know, part of that too is, is we have to be careful. It's not always the marketer, uh, not that we're trying to blame anybody, but it's not the marketer that's to blame. They're, they're using tools that, you know, are available to them. And we talk about so much of B2B MarTech has been built for the marketer and not the content consumer. They're trying to hit goals that their executive team or maybe their board has set that are maybe arbitrary or solely based on quantity. So they're just doing what's in their own best interest. And we want to provide a better way for them to achieve those goals. Um, and so that's that's where the juice comes in. But um, I think, you know, you, you mentioned a few of them, forms, um, you know, blogs written purely for al- algorithms, I think are trying to game a, a social algorithm. We really just want to find the best content for people in sales and marketing in the B2B uh, space. And we want to make it easier for them to find it, easier for them to read it. And we want to improve that brand relationship for the marketer. And that's a win for everybody involved. And so that's that's where I get so excited about our kind of superhero story. Uh, we can make those marketers look like superheroes, uh, even if they've been victimized by some of those villains in the past. Totally. And like, as if you're coming in, listening to this for the first time and just listen to like that description and us talk back and forth, you might think like, oh, the juice, what's up with these, this crew? What are the, what's the hook? What are they doing? And I think like, What's fun about marketing, building, shipping, doing what we're doing is like, we're telling everybody like, this is what we're doing. This is how we're doing it. And if you have questions, like we're all available on Twitter, our DMs are open, holler. We'd love to talk with you. Um, So I I, I love that because I think uh, transparency is key. And especially now when consumer expectations are at an all-time high. And people can get whatever they want with one click of the button. So we're trying to cater towards that, um, which is what I love. Um, I want to spend some time talking about the launch event and why we're doing an event. Um, I think that also checks the box of kind of the last theme that I have is like create the right message. I checked out, I got a PDF file. You made sure you said, hey, make sure you look at this. I want to get your feedback on our kind of the pop-up banners at the event. But we're, we're, we're going against the forums where we're trying to get our people that are, are 
coming into our audience to understand that you're not going to deal with any of that BS uh, that you might going down the rabbit hole and trying to search for things like fundraising prep, board prep, uh, how to do X or how to do Y. Um, so maybe talk about just like as a segue, like that message of filling out your last form to, hey, we're having a launch event and this is why we're doing it. I'm reminded of just like where we've been the last, you know, 12, 16, 18 months, uh, whatever time stamp you want to put on it. But like genuinely, I just want to hang out with some cool people in tech and like celebrate the fact that we're launching. Like uh, it's quite simple as that at this stage. I think, uh, you know, one of the things marketers, I think, really enjoyed about our industry is how social it was you know, field marketing events, trade shows, conferences, happy hours. We haven't been able to do those things for a while. And fortunately, our, our launch is timed at a point when some of those things are coming back online with all the right protocols in place. So I just want to celebrate marketers, celebrate salespeople, um, and then show them we've got a better way for them to find content, explore content, market content. Um, but really just want to get everybody under the same roof, you know, have a happy hour, have a marketing panel, uh, share some apps, share some swag. And uh, of course, we're going to have a juice bar. Uh, we can't have the name, the juice without a, a juice bar on site. So uh, that was really the impetus of it all. But, you know, like any marketer, uh, what is the um, opportunity to activate our our friends, our family, our uh, community at the event. So we're thinking through, you know, every time we go out into an event or the public or market, you know, we want to evangelize what we think is so cool about our product. And that's, you can fill out one form to end all marketing forms forever. And so at each event, we're going to, you know, make that really easy for people on site to fill out their last form ever for sales or marketing content. Uh, and if you, that sounds like something you want to do, I'd encourage you to visit uh, app.thejuicehq.com. But we're just going to make that as easy as possible for people. Um, and if they don't want to do that, or if they aren't interested in that, we're just going to have fun with them. It might be a really good brand experience. And uh, hopefully they come back at some point. And if not, you know, hopefully we've just left a good impression, if nothing else. And uh, genuinely excited to get together with uh, the community and, and celebrate the launch. If you are going to be in the Indianapolis area and you're listening to this podcast on August 17th, give us a shout. We want to have you there. All right, let's close out with this. So we've got the party. We're going to be keeping that momentum rolling, get people excited. Hopefully they leave the event. They think about what we're talking about, what they're doing. They tell their friends, like, that's really the goal. How, what are your expectations post-event? Because I think so often the mindset is like, oh man, we just got done with this big event. Let's like, take a little breather and uh, let's figure out what we're doing next. Like, how are you thinking about involving our product, launching new news, launching, uh, collaborating with new people? Like how important do you think all of those things in keeping the momentum rolling post-event is? I think it's extremely important. And that's why, as I mentioned, rolling thunder, that's just not leading up to the event, right? That's post-event. Uh, what do we do with all these people we just met? Uh, do they want to stay involved? Great. How do we make that happen? If not, that's no big deal either. Um, you know, I, I think this will build a template. You know, not every event or moment or phase of the juice is going to require a party, but 
you know, we are learning some things about uh, we're holding some product back for the 17th that we're going to announce on that day. Um, so how do we think about, you know, future product release, future announcements? Like this is a really good template, the kind of laying a foundation for us to learn from. And so that, that's where my mind kind of goes is obviously the, the people involved at our launch. How do they stay involved? But then what's next from a product perspective? You and I have talked a lot about, in addition to people buying from brands, people are now buying from people, right? So how do we how do we bring people into the platform um, or content creators or content contributors into the platform? I think that's on the horizon. Fundraising is on the horizon. Uh, you know, more sales, more prospecting, more members joining the platform, some of the day-to-day things. But I think this is just laying such a good foundation for uh, future announcements, future releases. That I think we're going to learn a lot. We're certainly going to make some adjust adjustments. Things are going to go really well. Things are going to fall flat and we'll, we'll learn from all those and we'll, we'll keep moving fast. And again, that's, that's the stage we all signed up for. And that's, that's the part that's most exciting for me. I am really excited about the incorporation and the concept of adding people, contributors to the platform, something that we'll be thinking about working on and I'm sure sharing on this podcast in the foreseeable future. If you are new to this series definitely is the first time you're hearing it go back and listen to the others uh definitely hit that subscribe button we'd love to have you along for the ride um mini series complete we got to figure out um on launch week what we're going to be talking about so i guess that's my job jonathan thanks so much for uh the insights appreciate it thanks for uh recording brett everyone thanks for listening we're excited to connect with you Uh, feel free to reach out uh, if you have questions or any feedback. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, thanks again, Brett, for facilitating the conversation today. Really enjoyed it. That is a conclusion to our little mini series there using community to launch a B2B MarTech company. If you're listening to it on the 3C podcast, thank you so much. If you're listening to it on another channel like Flip My Funnel, we appreciate you listening in and come drop by hit that subscribe button on our channel and go check out the juicehq.com thank you so much we'll be back on friday like always with another conversation with a content marketer that matters take care have a great week